Hey guys, welcome back. This is LJ with a next installment in this Yoga Sutra study I'm loving sharing with you from the translation by Ravi Ravindra. So this sutra, remember sutra means truth or thread, something to be studied and understood and realized and practiced in our quote-unquote yoga union, even gnosis is what that word yoga could mean. So in this study I've been sharing, I've been loving just bringing you along as I dive in and revisit some of this, some would say the original text on practices like yoga and meditation. So this also goes so perfectly serendipitously with my recent excitement about states of being and how really playing with learning to practicing refining and recalibrating our state of being is seeming to be such an important key to life (laughs) not only in feeling physically well but also in the energy of that and the manifestation of that and what we can experience when we're really paying attention to our states of being and looking to improve them <laughs> generally. So this sutra, I'm going to read to you some of this, which talks about some of the ways we can find this peace, this joy, this connection that we can call yoga. So Ravi talks about one of the ways is looking at this whole domain of sensations that we have. And that all sensations are part of our spiritual experience, even, right? And that we can start to see that attending to subtler inner sensations, he says, helps us develop the inner senses. And he talks about when Christ and other sages remind us that we have eyes, but we do not see, and that we have ears, but we do not hear, a subtler seeing and hearing than is possible with the ordinary eyes and ears is invited. So he says, it's as if we need to open another door of perception in order to have glimpses of the reality which we cannot see as we are. He says, we have to discover and look with our third eye for the two physical ones see only dimly. It is only this third eye which can see the hidden sun. For as Plotinus said, to any vision must be brought an eye adapted to what is to be seen and having some likeness to it. So he says, yoga practice can make us more and more sensitive to subtler and subtler sensations in the body. Paying attention to and staying with finer and finer sensations within the body is one of the surest ways to steady the wandering mind. The mind has a tendency to wander, but connecting the mind to the body through sensation helps steady it and assist it in remaining present in the here and now. Which remember, really our yoga is meant to be all about 
right? That's how the whole sutra started was yoga is here and now, right? The practice of being here and now. So then Ravi goes on to say, among the practices suggested by Patanjali for clearing the mind is dwelling on a feeling of inner illumination and joy without conflict and sorrow. If we find ourselves without such uplifting positive feelings, he says, it's useful to begin with the recognition of the fact that I am alive. Becoming aware of the miracle and wonder of being alive quite naturally brings a feeling of gratitude into the heart. We can remind ourselves of the many personal and universal blessings each one of us is granted, including the air we breathe, the sunshine that sustains all of life, and the earth we walk on. The same benevolent forces which brought us into this life can be invoked to bring us some contact with inner illumination and happiness. Gradually, the heart opens a little and we begin to experience the real feelings which we had hoped for. Wow. So he goes on to say, as spiritual seekers, we need to become freer and freer of the attachment to our own smallness in which we get occupied with me, me, me. Pondering on large ideas or standing in front of things which remind us of a vast scale can free us from acquisitiveness and competitiveness and from our likes and dislikes. If we sit in an increasing stillness of the body and attune our mind to the sky or the ocean or to the myriad stars at night or any other indicators of vastness, the mind gradually stills and the heart is filled with quiet joy. Also recalling our own experiences in which we acted generously or with compassion for the simple delight of it without expectation of any gain can give us more confidence in the existence of a deeper goodness from which we may deviate. Wow, so there it is. A deep practice of yoga is to purposely focus on, think about, dwell upon a feeling of inner illumination and joy, right? And and putting ourselves in situations, places, exposing ourselves to things, right? Anything we can do to invite in that gladness and even just the simplicity of just being glad to be alive. So, wow, I love that. And to just remember that that isn't intended to be a part of our yoga practice. And that's why I love to share what I got from this book, which I've been quoting for years now, that yoga is a a practice of psychology more than anything, right? And spirituality. And yes, there's the physical aspects that interestingly play a role, right? And even tuning us into these subtler sensations, and tapping us into this illumination and joy that we can be going for. So I hope this is helpful along your journey. I'm so glad I dived in today intuitively to that next section of the Yoga Sutras. So love sharing the learning with you. Hope you're well out there and enjoying your day, finding ways to tune you (laughs) quite perfectly. So namaste. Talk to you soon.